right, all right. Uh. You can turn me up a little bit more in the headphones. MTA. MTA. Yeah. I got him like, he ain't leave college for this. One, two. Impact the scholars with this A scholarship can never exist Ain't no money for the rap Selling crack, spitting artists Ain't that a bitch You slid in my wrist That's what they pray you do It's Arden and welcome to the Foresight Podcast I hope your summer's been a very good one Hope you've been having a good beginning to your fall You know, I can't complain about mine You know, mine was very productive, very healthy And I really just like how busy I was And of course, this is a new episode of Foresight A new season of Foresight Coming to you from KO1 Creative Space In downtown White Plains You know, where we usually record at And I have a very special guest here with us today You know, this is somebody who I could just Just from being able to see what he's been about And the things he's involved with Along with just, you know, both of us We're from Westchester County as well But watching him from afar I would definitely describe to I would definitely describe him as a legitimate businessman, social influencer, definitely somebody who represents for the culture, doing things for the culture, and you know, just to give a little you know background story, I think more and more people started out again. I was raised in Westchester. I live in different parts of Westchester, so I like I lived like the first twelve years of my life, you know, in South Yonkers. Then I lived in near Shell for like three to four years before eventually living here in White Plains and. The thing I always tell people, especially when describing the nearest shell years, was nearest shell for me was like the first piece of exposure to like the community where everybody knows of everybody, even if they don't cross paths. And like we never crossed paths, but it was like, yo, like Splash, man, he's always doing this and that. He's always on a move and like making moves. And this is the person I have on the show today, PJ Splash. How's everything, man? Good, brother. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Thank you. You know, one thing I just really wanted to do for the show this coming season was, again, just continue to expand our guest list and people that are just very impressive. And seriously, you're just one impressive guy. It's like, like I hope the introduction was all right in terms of what I was able to say for you. Because it's just like, I could say that and the next day you could go into something else, man, and kill it right there too, you know? Word up. But just straight off the bat, man, definitely, you know, describe to the people who you are and how you come about. PJ Splash, I would say PJ Splash is a is an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. You know, I just I basically I find my lane and I stay in it, you know, and I run it up. Absolutely. And with that though, what were like some of your earliest memories in terms of just being an entrepreneur and just knowing like, look, like I just have something when it comes to just building something up and selling things. Well, shit, I started with the football. You know what I'm saying? I was doing football for yeah, a minute. Yeah, you did play football. That's something I remember vividly. You played football. Doing football. You played some college ball too, right? Yeah. Like Brian? Brian. Um, shit, we broke all the records there. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, after I didn't make football, I had to figure out what, mm-hmm. what I wanted to do, what I could really, you know, make money at. You know what I'm saying? So, we made up a whole, we didn't really make it up, but we just had a movement. Uh, the LA boys, yeah. me, to them. Yeah. my brothers, um, we just came out with t-shirts. And as simple as a big LA on a shirt. We were selling them for $10. We gave out the first like 500. And then after that, the whole streets wanted them. Everybody wanted a shirt. That is true. We flooded the whole market. 
gave back to school kids, gave them book bags, you know, we did a cookout. So, you know, we just do things just to keep the, keep the kids, the community right. And with that said, you know, because I, I remember, again, just living in New York for a few years, just you know, about the L.A. boys and the music that they've been putting out, which is just high quality stuff that definitely deserves to be pushed out there. I think the most impressive thing that I saw was how united and how consistent you guys were. Because because when it comes to groups, I try to tell people this all the time when people just want to link up and do things. I'm like, you have to understand like an underlying theme to working together as a group is people have to just get the vision and understand what they have to do. People just think it's all fun and games or I'm a part of a group. And it's like, you guys were just the complete opposite of that. Like you guys just understood this is what we got to do. This is our role. What's the bigger purpose here? And it's not really a surprise that you guys were able to reach some type of success and continue growing, you know? Right, right. The thing is that is everybody plays their own part, you know? Exactly. No one's trying to play. We all stars, you know what I'm saying? I'm the star, Stunner's the star, Too Cool's the star, Too Cool's Diddy, I'm Diddy, Stunner's Diddy, right? We all the same, you know what I'm saying? I could be in LA, Too Cool could be in Miami. They all think we in the same place because we all moving. Correct, you know, everybody's moving in sync. It looked like we all was doing something. It's like, damn, we all right now. So it happens, just, just getting crazy. Mm-hmm. And growing up in Westchester, you know, it's, it's again, and I know you experienced this a bit as well. It's like anybody that's lived in Westchester in so much shape before experience, which is, we tell people we're from Westchester, more so our towns and stuff, and they immediately think, oh, what? Oh, you from Westchester? Are you from upstate? upstate? It's no, not from upstate. We're outside of New York City. It's the real uptown right here. Mm-hmm. Like, we're from New York City, and I just think we have such a unique background growing up here. Because again, we forget just the whole vicinity of New York City, but like, we can experience every piece of life up here. We get, so we get experience suburban life, we get experience urban life. There's areas that might have a little role to it. Right. So for you, just what do you think of the impact Westchester could have had on your life thus far? Do you think it shaped you in some ways? Westchester shaped me crazy because like, I grew up with a lot of white people. I grew up with Spanish people. I grew up with everything, every kind of, you know, Haitian. So it's like, I know everything. I'm saying I could go into a white neighborhood, put my suit on, be cool. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of unity out here, and we grew up loyal. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's not as much. I mean, you know, like to say in the, the city, there's a lot of scumbag shit going yeah. on. You know, but we 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 stick together. So it's like I know this is my brother. I know he's not going to play me. So coming up in New Rochelle, definitely that was it was different. You know, I I see people in New York City. They don't have family like we got. They don't have a whole bunch of, like, I got, I could call anybody. Everybody knew me since I was a kid. You know, my mm-hmm. grandmother, if I go outside, you so-and-so's nephew or you so-and-so's niece. Like, yeah, you know, it's true. Just, so, like, it's just New Rochelle, that community that we got, well, Westchester in general, the community we got, it's not as hostile, mm-hmm. but we five minutes away from it, so we got the best of both worlds. Absolutely, and just to bring it to present day, you know, you touched on it a little bit, I touched on it a little bit. Again, you're a man that's involved with a lot of projects, helping build 
just give, give us the catalog, man. Like, she's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm even a little nervous trying to explain how you involve different things because you, you do it so good and it's like, I don't want to miss out on one. All right, so that makes me look like I wasn't prepared. As much. Gotcha, gotcha. So one thing we got is we got the sugar plums. That is a restaurant. Congratulations on that, for real. I'm saying we That's just, actually right by where my grandparents live. So I'm going to visit very soon. Yep. They live right on Horton. Okay, so yeah, so you're from the hood. You're right. You, you already, you, yeah. you're around the area. Yeah. So 534 North Avenue, that's right in our shell, across the street from City Hall. We had that up for about four or five years now. Um, we honestly just got Iona College. Mm-hmm. They got swipes. Yeah. So we're doing pretty well. Um, I know there seems to be like a nice amount of momentum. Yes, the family, the family, like my aunt cooks. She's been cooking since we was kids. She cooked on Sundays out the house. So people was coming to the house for plates. So once we eventually got our own spot, it was never going out of business because we was already good the whole town. We, we cook for the church. We cook for the church on Sundays. Everybody's coming, you know what I'm saying? The whole church is, church is everything. Also, Divine Doobies. We got our own rolling papers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I have a habit. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I like to kick a couple of clouds. So I just said, I might as well, if I'm going to smoke over and over again, I need to smoke out of something that's going to make me some money. You know what I'm saying? My girl and I, we were sitting in the crib, cloud kicking, and she was like, yo, you should get your own rolling papers. We made a call, a phone call or two. We had our own rolling papers. We dropped them on 420. That's crazy. We did it with ASAP Ferg out in LA. Damn, that's crazy. We're going to do the New York launch coming up soon. But yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was just, it just happened, you know? I just know a lot of people, the radio, like that's what really is like the, the melting pot for everything. Everybody knows us from the radio. So they want to come to the show. I got people in LA that come to the radio, they, people listening. So it's just like, I go somewhere, I always got love. You know what I'm saying? So that's why when I opened up my rolling papers, I could do it at a party with a crazy opener person. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, and I didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. It was just that connection, love. Was already that connection was just love. Like, yo, bro, you want to be a part of this party? Yeah, let's do it. You know? So. And that's so key, man, these days. It's like, I think it may be crazy, you know, saying this, but it feels to the point where it's like, it's always great to, you know, have friends, genuine friends. I mean, of course, it's great to have family, but in 2017, it's becoming more and more of an importance to have connections. Connections. People that you can connect with off of, you know, work tip, social tip, just knowing, you know, your situation again with your rolling papers that, hey, based off of, what you guys have been through and expressed that you could put that phone call to actually win. And it's, it's it's something that continues to blow my mind more and more because, you know, with what I do with, like, the sports writing, talking with teams and their media relations or sometimes having interaction with agents and players themselves, it's like having those connections set in place can go a long way to make your next move or to stay in the loop. And do you think that maybe even with that importance that some folks still don't know how to make connections or understand the importance of it? Yes. <clears throat> the thing is not, some people don't know how to make connections. Some people do, but some people are just like Hollywood about it, you know? Like, that's one thing I'm, I say I'm good at making connections because 
I go places, I interact with everybody. If I follow you, I, I like every picture that's on my timeline. I'm not gonna follow you if I don't wanna like your pictures. You know what I'm saying? And nowadays, people is just, they're on, oh, he don't like my stuff, I ain't gonna like his stuff. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna. Tip for tap. Tip for tap. So it's like, I go places, I pop up on you, I know you in town, I'm gonna call you, where you at? I'm pulling up on you, let's hang out. Like, you're gonna be like, man, he's cool. Like, he's not. I'm regular. I'm just a regular person, just trying to see what's up. Trying to, I don't, I'm not from here. What's up? You tell me to move. We out here. So that's why people fuck with me because I, I fuck with them on a personal level. I'm not just. And it's becoming more rare, which is unfortunate. It's real rare. Right. That's a, a tell, trying to bring the real back. That's telling folks a lot that like people forget that communication is a two way street. And with that too is like people are even more shocked when those actually have a. High level of awareness, right. so like I could tell anybody, like all my friends, family, I could be like, look, like I understand communication is a two way street. I'm not gonna be mad at you if you don't hit me up when I know that I didn't hit you up, right? For whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know. And I think when you do that, you start building up more accountability in yourself, exactly. and you just awareness of things start kicking up more. Exactly. So where nothing could really surprise you. No, it's like with the forty eight. Think of laws of power say like no days unalert. If you really just go through every situation imaginable, you really can't be caught by surprise. You can't, especially if you know. really keep yourself honest. Once you know, you could chill. That's like one of the rules I go by. Tag at that. I be knowing, but I be chilling. Once if I know, then I'm good. If I don't know, then that's when I'm like, if I know everything, we good. Mm-hmm. It can't. Nothing could phase me if I already know what's gonna happen. And with connecting. Also comes the fact that you know, depending on what you do, you eventually will come across those, and both, you know, both of us have experienced it. When you, you know, whether it's with music and entertainment or just with sports, you end up meeting people that you might have never thought that you'll meet. You know, these people you saw on the TV, your computer, and suddenly you're face to face. What were some of your earliest memories with that? Like, who can you remember vividly meeting that you was like, wow, like I met this person and they were either this or that, or how did you keep your emotions in check? Or did you like wild out on the low? Like, how did you go about it? Um, okay, so like, you know, I got a lot of family, like that's kind of like famous, you know, mm-hmm. my, my, my cousins in the NFL. Um, I got a lot of homies in the NBA overseas so like I've been like seeing people but maybe like when I moved to LA and I was by myself out there we just kicked it it was it was fun um and another time another time I saw Snoop we was in a, a, it was a big house party and he was just right there like we shook hands you know what I'm saying it was just it was Snoop like I didn't like Snoop was the only person I probably look up to like you know what I'm saying I love Snoop you know what's weird about that too? It's like when you meet people like that, you'll be surprised in the aftermath that like, yo, like I actually was like relaxed. I was relaxed. That like you like dapped them up. And it was just like you just dapped up like somebody you knew or somebody you just introduced you for the first time but they were just like a regular person. Yeah. Cause we oh, we overplay in our minds, it's like, man, if I like meet this person, I might like, might go crazy. Go crazy. But in that moment, Something that's overtakes you, it's like, oh, what's up? Like, yeah, what's going on, man? And I think famous people appreciate that and it leaves a mark on them, regardless if you ever see them again, because it's like, for once, they was able to just do something like that. Regular. 
regular without Asking anything over the top. No pictures. You know? Yeah. Like, I remember last month, like, I was at the Garden because I was working with the WNBA's New York Liberty. And throughout the game, they were, like, advertising this big charity game that they was having after. But the rosters weren't unveiled. It was just, like, big charity game. You know, if you want to stay, you can stay. Your ticket will be honored. The Liberty, you know, play the game. They win. I go to the back to go to the press conference. And my, and my boy Sherman's, like, in the back already. So we walk through to see if, like, charity players got about to play in the game. Sherman goes, like, you about to go to the press conference? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to switch it up. I'm not going to go straight to the locker room. And then he turns to us, right? He goes, yo, that's Justin Bieber. I said, man, ain't no Justin. And look, and there's Justin Bieber, like, right there. And I remember just thinking, yo, I actually like this last album, man. <laughs> and then I had the chance to speak to him for a little bit and just, like, kept it brief. Like, wasn't on, no, oh, let me get a picture or this, that, and the third. I, I just, like, kept it brief. Like, look, man, I really enjoyed your music. I think your growth lately's been dope. And just dapped up. And that... I could tell by the look in his eyes that he was just like, yo, like that was, like that it was, was good looking. It wasn't no yeah. fan shit. It was just like, yo, salute. Which is funny after that because there was a fan who I think might have been started. It went crazy. Yeah, because I walked out and she was like, hi. I'm like, hey, so you saw Justin? Yeah. How you look? Great. And I'm like, you're lucky. He never said hello to me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, I guess good looks on that thing. You're not. It depends. <laughs> it depends where you are, situation. If you in the yeah. if you in the right area, if you're supposed to be where nobody's supposed to be, you know, those arrogant people they don't really be as arrogant as people think they are mm-hmm. when they really in a setting where it's just chill. Mm-hmm. They might be arrogant because they're used to getting bombarded every day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you see somebody on a, a level where it's just be like this. Mm-hmm. Justin Bieber gonna say hi to everybody. He gonna come to the room and give everybody a high five. Because mm-hmm. he know better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he gonna recognize, like, I am cool. He ain't gonna... He was an MSG in the back, you know, by himself. Mm-hmm. He had to show love. Absolutely, he had to show up. And just to switch topics a bit, man, let's talk music. Obviously, music is a big part of our lives. Listening to it, talking about it writing about it. You you did some things with BET that was pretty cool. You know, some pretty cool BET social media stuff. And for you, when it comes to music, who are you checking for these days? Honestly, to be 100% with you, I hate music right now. Okay. Elaborate. It's like, it's Elaborate. a bunch of, it's a bunch of bullshit music out here right now. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's trying to sound like Somebody else. Mm-hmm. New York rappers sounding like Southern rappers, sound like California rappers, sounding like Chicago. You know what I'm saying? I listen to my family, my brothers, Lincoln, mm-hmm. The Winners Road, that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to anything else really, to be honest. Nothing. I can't. A couple of people in New York I do like, a couple of music, people mm-hmm. musically I, I rock with, but... It's just limited for you. It's limited. Like, Mainstream is, is terrible right now, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I like, I'm in my R&B bag right now. Mm-hmm. You know, R&B's in a great space. I'm listening to R&B. I don't even know her name. Kelly, Kylie Uchis and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of... Yeah, she's still, she's on the season. That's what I'm listening to right now. You ask me, I'm just listening to Gene Aiko, whatever her name is. I'm listening to that. No rap right now, it's terrible. And listening to Stun Again, that's it. <laughs> you know, but even with like rap today though, do you find it more appalling 
that you have rappers who rap in a certain style and live in a certain lifestyle and you might come across them as like the complete opposite? Um, some some rappers, yeah, you know, like all this gun violence, like you, you're not really out here doing all that. Some, some, some people are, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I just don't really respect it. It's just, like them get their money, you know, I salute. If you getting your money the way you're getting it, cool. But that drill rap and all that extra, it's just, it's just their culture, you know what I'm saying? And I'm from New York, I got New York culture. I just can't get with it. It's just, they do them, they stay in their lane, I stay in my lane. I'm not gonna discredit them from getting their money. They, some of them got millions, you know, Chief Keith, you know, they got, they got money. I can't listen to it. But you're not gonna hate on them. But I ain't gonna hate on them, you know what I'm saying? And that's critical because you have a lot of fans and it's, you know, on social media, people will be like, well, it's just, you know, they will try to keep like the hate aspect to like the old heads. But young fans as well are more than capable of hating and maybe doing it to an extent that's absurd. And it's like, I tell people all the time, it's like, look, if you don't like a particular artist or a particular style, don't listen. Exactly. Like, I have to go through this all the time because I am, I'm, I'm a huge Drake fan. So I see the same fans over and over on Twitter be like, I don't want to listen to Drake or I don't like Drake. But I'm like, but why are you listening? Because, because because what? Nobody's forcing you to listen. No one's forcing you to listen. Like yeah. I, to me, Drake, I don't like when he raps. I love him. He sings. And that's a very unique take. Seriously, you know that's a like, very unique take. Like, Most are like, I don't that. like when he sings and I like when he raps. Nah, he's a singer to me. He's an actor. That rap shit is acting. Yeah, it's cool. I, I listen to it, but I'm not really a Drake fan. But he's a singer to me. But everybody, ah, Drake this, he's like, he, to me, I don't think he really portrayed like, being a gangster. He might just rap some gangster shit, but he could rap. Mm-hmm. He might take your shit and rap it better than you. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. But I can't hit on Drake. Drake got the money. You know what I'm saying? He's doing what's working for him. Do you have something that work perhaps? Because maybe with alcohol, he doing the whole Virginia black whiskey thing. You know, you think about going into that, honestly, building something up with that. I got, I, I got something coming out, like big. I can tell you about it, I guess, because it's like new. Mm-hmm. I got a rolling papers that's a pink box. Okay. It's a new edition for breast cancer. Like, so like, it's gonna have boobies all over the box. So we're doing a, a donation for breast cancer. No other rolling paper company has done anything for breast cancer, you know what I'm saying? But drinks, I'll get into that later. Maybe maybe a wine or something like that, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I stick to Douce and, and Ciroc. Mm-hmm. I drink that, a little Henny. Mm-hmm. When it comes to building businesses, you know, do you feel as if in this time frame that there's a lot that goes into building and maintaining a business or it can be simpler if you just follow and do things accordingly? Um, it can be simple, it's yet complex. Uh, I'm happy you said that because I think you know it, I think it could be the very same thing too because people can see anybody start up this. We're in a time where it's like the startup. It's the startup era, right? It's everybody's starting up something. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's trying to create something or create a wave, as they like to say. But it's like, for much as that's the easy part, maintaining and building it, it's a completely different monster, right? Like, so I'm very happy you said that. The restaurant, you know, like it was easy to start. 
You know what I'm saying? We just had to get a spot. But then it's like, who's really gonna work all these hours? Are you gonna cook after to have food ready for the morning? You know what I'm saying? So like, once we figured out that we could do it, get your steps right, then you follow. But the initial plan is, you know, you just gotta invest, get your money right, and everything else will be easy after that. Once you have your money right, you won't be really stressing. You know, if you have your, don't get into something before you want to get into it. If you got a nine to five, work that nine to five until you got enough nine, nine to five money to start your own nine to five. You know what I'm saying? That's how I did. I quit a job when I had enough. Then I never went back. And some key advice you think you learned along the way, whether somebody gave it to you or not. Because advice doesn't always have to come from somebody. It could come from just a learning experience. One of my favorite quotes is, people look at a loss, but it's not really a loss if you learn from it. So even from a lesson, what do you think was some great advice you took from it? Great advice? The best advice I took was from myself, from one of my coaches. He told you, like, he said, life is an evaluation business. And if you're not doing it right, somebody else is going to do it right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you just can't go. It don't matter what it is. It could be having sex. It could be, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anything. If you're not doing it right, if you're not doing it the best of your ability, like, don't do it. Stay home, because somebody else is going to come ready to work. You know what I'm saying? So every day I wake up like, damn, somebody might be out hustling me, and I got to out hustle them. Or, you know, I'm, I'm just racing against myself. Mm-hmm. I want to be better than myself from yesterday. Have you find it hard, you know, when you're somebody that works really hard and you're trying to build towards the next thing and you have this perspective when you're trying to give some of that advice to others. Cause I found it I found it hard personally when I try to tell people to do things even if I'm doing it. And even if I try to be understanding of them because it's like, man, like for you is from for what may be easy for me, it can be hard for you. Yeah, that's it. Every day, me and my brothers arguing mm-hmm. about like, yo, you with me every day and you still doing Shit that I'm telling you not to do. Like, I'm, I done been through it already. I'm telling you to do it, but everybody learns. Everybody wasn't raised like you. Everybody learns to stay on pace. So once they realize, like, damn, I'm really, ah, right, yeah, I really ain't gonna do that no more. He was right. He was right. You gotta, they gotta see it on they, they light. You know, you can't just turn the light on for somebody. Somebody gotta turn the light on for themselves. They gotta want to see it. So you give them advice. You know what I'm saying? But. You can't force it. I learned you can't force it on people. So sometimes you gotta fall back a little bit. Just give them advice and fall back a little bit. You know, just tell them like something going on. Like you see, this what happened. You know, what I'm saying like a lesson. You know, you don't want to be like I told you so. But sometimes they do need that. Yeah, I found my, I you know I continue to find myself learning about that more and more. And I and I realize where it comes from because. Growing up, or even when I went into establishing you know, a sports writing career or even with coaching, I've never really had people to put me on game. Yeah, that's I had to learn the game. And I'm still learning the game, which is good. 
you know? So that's that desire in me to want to share that information because I don't want others to go through that as well. Exactly. You learn in the game right now, you got, and no one taught it to you, so yours is like first-hand experience. I'm getting it from people that already did it. Mm-hmm. Once you experience something that no one else experienced besides you, you got a whole different perspective on it. You know what I'm saying? So. Shit, it might be something that you wouldn't do that you could tell me that, ah, right, damn, this happened to me. I know how to deal with it, you know? And vice versa. Right. And speaking of perspective, and I think it goes along with communication as well. We touched on it in terms of, hey, two-way street. And I think also we also touched on, like, another element within that is underlining, which is your just pride. Like, you can't be too prideful to reach out to somebody and try to explain this and that. You know, and, and this topic is just way too big to ignore, and I'm expanding what we're talking about in this podcast, but when you see what's going on when it comes to communication around this country, right, when people are just trying to talk to each other about just life and understanding, like, this is these are the type of struggles in my life versus yours, regardless of what it is, what are your thoughts on it in terms of why do you think it's not working at times? What do you think can make it work? If you want to touch on the whole Kaepernick NFL and Trump situation, which is still surreal. Okay, you know. Um, oh, shit. In the world right now, well, we definitely left Cap out. You know, a lot of people left him hanging. I mean, I've, I've been boycotted the NFL. I, NFL is this modern day slavery, all sports. Really know how to explain it. It's just, slavery's out here. You just gotta be, you know, you gotta be on your toes. It's it's really out here. If As long as you know self, knowledge of self, then you shouldn't be able to go wrong. You know what I'm saying? You gotta do your history on yourself because it's out here. They, they out here to kill us. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta, Get your resources right, you know what I'm saying? Get your businesses right. Get you gotta if you don't educate yourself then you the problem too. One thing about this that continues to stick out to me is I think when it comes to the message, I think both sides I usually don't put a percentage on which side and I won't still. But I always said that it comes down to when you're to deliver the message. It's not necessarily what's in the message. You have to understand that a lot of the time when messages get lost in translation is because the delivery wasn't right. And then you have others who just don't listen. And you just happen to see a lot. And you just know conversations is not going to go bad. Because when you're talking to somebody, you can talk to them just simply about race or more so just lifestyle. And you tell them about that lifestyle. You tell them about what you see and what you know and how you're just different. Too many people personalize what you're telling them. And it's like, you're not talking to them personally. You're just telling them this what's going on in general. And then they personalize it. And then when it comes to the other side, I just don't like when it comes to delivery, which is, you have to understand when you're giving out this message and delivering it, you need to deliver it in a way. That's not, that's not about taking people's feelings and consideration making it soft, but you have to know who you're talking to. Because this person, based on what you say, can easily just lose train of thought, they lose their focus, they get you off your focus, and then you having a completely another conversation that doesn't make sense. Right. So that to me is like that big of a deal. And I think that's like the biggest obstacle when it comes to all of this, which is we just don't know how to hold a conversation. 
most people don't. I mean, I'm glad I went to school. I, I majored in communication as well. So I learned all aspects of it. Interpersonal communication, you know, not like nonverbal communication, every aspect of it. So it's big. A lot of people just stay in their phones. Mm-hmm. They rather text you rather than sit on FaceTime. I rather, you know, I, I, I can't text. I FaceTime all day. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna text you all day. Mm-hmm. You wanna talk? Call me. I'm a phone call person. Phone call person. <laughs> Everybody's a tech person. Nah, don't text. Don't text me. Don't call me. Text me. No. Call me. Like, let's and talk. You, and then you wonder why, like, it feels like social skills are just at an all time low. All time low. Or just, or it's just getting there. Because people just don't know how to socialize. Kids you give them the phone. They just run around the phone and all that. Yeah. They don't. They don't read books no more. They don't play sports. These kids is new, new age crackheads off. Mm-hmm. The phones. Mm-hmm. One thing that's happened to me, you know, over the summer is like over the last ten summers of my life, I go away to a sleepaway camp. You know, uh, and it's a camp that I actually got a scholarship to go to during my time living in Nerishell. It was like seven, maybe eighth grade. I got the scholarship when I was going to Iowa Leonard, and uh, the one thing that really got my attention was the lack of access we had to phones and technology. And over the years, I've appreciated it more and more because I remember seeing somebody just have this great theory, which is like, when you don't have as much access to technology, you're really just able to live and focus on other things, you kind of build back your senses, you know, you yeah. kind of build up your awareness again. Right. And I know I mentioned awareness quite a bit. I, I'm just very- You build it back, that's right. Yeah, that, I that's honestly can't thing. get anywhere without my GPS, I feel like, you know? It's, that's terrible. He made even a great point about like, folks used to, and maybe to the extent they still do, but like, folks can sense when or when not to cross the street without even having to look at the lights. They can just have that sense and just go, all right, yeah, I think I'm gonna go. Or just understand like, yeah, there's somebody behind me or looking at me. Right. And it's like people are just losing those senses because everything's, everybody's looking at the phone. Even the concert experience too. Like I took my, I took my, I took my girl to the Bryson Tiller concert. She had a phone up all time. I told her right before the concert, I'm like, look, I'm not gonna act like I'm not gonna record some of the show, but like I'm trying to live the show. Like I'm trying to live in the experience. So she followed it just a little bit. She basically recorded the whole damn show, but she did it to the extent where I was like, all right, I can live with that. But the reason why I said that because a few weeks prior, I actually saw Dave Chappelle perform, and he has a no phone policy, no phones. And it was honestly the best show I've ever been to with that being a key reason. Because just again, communicating with people and also understanding the time, especially because I think around that time, I think the Charlottesville attack happened. So to be in a place where it's like, here I am in Radio City, seeing Dave Chappelle and man, that's influenced my life, along with many others, but he's truly influenced my life in a way with his comedy. And it's like, sitting next to this 52-year-old black man who was a retired teacher, and he made him talk about his son in life and everything that I have three white girls next to me and we're able to talk about John Mayer because he was a special guest. Then a dude from like Iowa who was in town for like the week working in C. Chappelle and Asians right here, Spanish right here. It was like this chance to communicate and build something would have never happened if you would have been on the phones. Or just taking this comedy and really understanding, like, wow, like this is what he was saying just because of the phones. That to me is just crazy. 
phones are used. It's crazy. It is crazy. It is just absolutely asinine to me, just that impact of it. Uh, I don't think I'm giving my kids phones. Whenever I have kids, they can't get a phone. Can't even get a beeper. Like, I'm trying to bring it back. I'm trying to bring it back? Bring back now. Nah, that's all. Every 90, 91, I'm trying to bring all of that back. Like, they got to go through my progression. They can't get a phone at four years old. Uh, yeah, that's absurd. Yes, that's absurd. Can't have no iPhone at four. You can't. No. It don't matter what position I'm in, you can't have an iPhone at four years old. You got to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you got to go outside all day like I did. I was outside playing sports all day. You know what I'm saying? Until I got sweaty, until I fell asleep. Uh, man, I told you this already, but for real, it's... For real, there was something about living in your shell this throughout those three years where it was like a, just like a lot of firsts for me. Like, it was like first in terms of really just living in the suburbs, being at a school like that. Because again, growing up in Yonkers on the South Side, like the schools are just not the same. Rough. Rough. And you already know you're living in a rough environment and the schools are just not the same. And to go to the school where it's like, I already knew I was way out of my element because at the time they took my grades up from Yonkers and it was like, oh wow, this guy's getting like A's and B's. So we're going to put them in like the advanced classes. I had to get out like after a week. I'm like, I was I'm like, Yonkers teaches not New Rochelle teaching. I was like, this is certainly not the case at all. And then this everything else with Miss Hadley, that's, that was my gym teacher. She was trying to help me get the scholarship. And that, again, it was just playing outside with friends and yeah. going all over Horton and then the back parts of near Nershaw High School and playing at Lincoln Park. That's what I'm saying. We got like before my classic, classic memory spots where you could just really hang out. They don't have that much no more. They don't have many spots where you could just relax. It's not like that in the Bronx anywhere. You know, it's not a real community. Everybody, you don't have just people that you can link up with every single day, unless those are your like good friends. But only but so many of those. For real, and you know, before we cap this off, man, definitely tell the people, you know, once again, what you're involved with, what you have in the works, and where they can find you on social media. Okay, okay. Um, yes, you could um follow me on Twitter, PJ Splash. You can follow me on um, Instagram. It's PS period LA. We got the Divine Doobies. They'll be coming right before Halloween. The new okay. batches, the pink boxes for breast cancer and also the blue original box. Uh, the winner's row. The winner's row. Mm-hmm. As you know, we got our t-shirt. You could buy that stuff online. Winner's row is the same Instagram, The Winner's Row, and the website is thewinnersrow.co, divinedoobies.com. My girl got a makeup line. You know, you want to, you got your makeup right. You you get your makeup right. That's PXVI. You know, that'll be out in probably November 5th. You know, we got a a couple of, couple of things coming out in the works. And, um, that's it, really. You just, you know, just stay tuned because it's going to be a big year. That's more stuff dropping with BET. Yep. And music-wise, my little brother got stuff going out, going down. You know, we did a couple of things, so. Definitely reaching out to them. Yeah. I got that planned already. It's going down. It's going down. I, I definitely come back when he comes. Mm-hmm. I definitely got that plan. 
But folks, once again, man, that was the first episode of Foresight for our new season. Thank you for listening. Coming out extremely soon. New episode coming after that. It's already talking to you, man. Make sure you stay focused, stay blessed, and do what you got to do.